Free throw no good. Payton the rebound. Two seconds, one second. He won't get it off in time. It didn't matter. And the Indiana Pacers have come to Chase Center with their top six players sideline. And they outplay and out-hustle the Golden State Warriors. Well, the Warriors were a 16-and-a-half-point favorite coming into this game. Never really got on track. The, the largest lead they had in this game was nine points, and the Warriors dropped to three and four in their last seven. Indiana, who had not won a road game since November, have won back-to-back road games uh, last night and uh, tonight, and uh, their back-to-back road wins, first time in a long time for Indiana as they knock off the Warriors in overtime, 121-117. to Chris Duarte tied a season and career high, 27 points, 7 rebounds. He was very impressive. Justin Holiday with the biggest shot of the night, 16 points without a free throw, 4 of 9 beyond the arc. Uh, Gogo Bataze before he was ejected and played well, 13 points, 9 rebounds. For the Warriors, 39 for Steph Curry, 6 of 16 beyond the arc with 8 assists and 5 rebounds. But you take away the 6 of 16 uh, for the Warriors' uh, the rest of the Warriors were 3 of 26 beyond the arc. Uh, bad nights for Andrew Wiggins, 5 of 15 from the field. Klay uh, Thompson was 6 of 17. Jordan Poole was 1 of 7. And that's hard for the Warriors to overcome when all three of those guys are not having at least uh, average nights for them or you know above average nights at least. So it's not a great uh, – it's, it's, a, it's a bad loss. And it's a, it's a lesson that every team has to learn. And, uh, and I think that you know, we've talked about this time and time again, that uh, the, everybody's in this league for a reason, and these guys were playing with house money and did a real good job. And, again, 21 turnovers. Uh, it's 21 times the Warriors did not give themselves a chance to score. Yep. And, that's a, you know, you keep doing that over and over again. That's a recipe for losses. So, Well, just think how much fun it was for the guys that don't get to play much to play in this type of game. Oh, yeah. You get to play one of the best teams in the league. You get to play in a packed house. And all of a sudden, end of the third quarter, you're in a game. And you don't get to feel that very often. Because usually, even if you're in the rotation, some of these guys, if they're in the rotation and the game's close, they're probably not in the game when the game's close. You know, the the, the big boys, the starters are uh, in the game when the game's close. So they were probably pumped to get out there and say, hey, We've earned the right to be out here. We're playing these guys tooth and nail. We're fighting these guys and, and, and just found a way to win the game. Really, really impressive. It's, I mean, I don't know how you can explain that the Wiggins, Clay, and, and, and Jordan Poole all shoot that poorly in, in one game. They just did not shoot the ball well. In the last couple games at home, Jordan Poole's scuffled against Detroit and here against Indiana, three for thirteen, over seven from three, and they they need his punch coming off the coming off the bench. You expect Clay to kind of be up and down, like uh, he's he's going to have some games and then not have not have some games. Wiggins was surprising because he's usually pretty steady, but you know you're going to have a game like that occasionally. But to have all three of them at once, that's just that's just bad luck. That doesn't happen very often. We have three year guys have bad games all at once. Then you have Kaminga, 15 minutes, five points, didn't have one field goal attempt, only got to the free throw line. No one could really pitch in tonight. It was Steph, 
and he had 39, but ultimately took him 27 shots to get 39 points. He he had a nice efficient night, and that's pretty efficient. It's not it's not inefficient, but he had a like super efficient night going there for a while. And then he cooled. I thought for sure he was going to hit that three at the end Although he to was, win it. I mean, it's yeah. wide, wide, it's right, wide it's open. It's right, right in his wheelhouse. Yeah, was so. that, you know, that pump fake flyby? Boom, step left a little bit, dribble one dribble, and then you got the clean look at the bucket, and he didn't get it to go. So it happens. I mean, uh, good teams lose to teams that you would never expect would beat them. And this is one where the Warriors will drive home tonight thinking, man, how do we let that happen? Well, Warriors took 19 threes in the final 17 minutes. They made four. And um, they were 8 of 15 from two in that stretch, too. So, again, I, I thought, uh, you know, they probably should have gotten to the basket a little bit more. But yeah. That's just me. That's who they are. Yeah. You know, they just think, well, this one didn't go, but the next one will go, and the next one will go. And when you have a bad shooting night, you end up 9 for 42. I mean that's that's rough. Yeah, nine for forty-two, and Steph was six for sixteen. So what does that make it? Three for twenty-six. Yeah, for the rest of the team, like you said, that's. I mean, when you're shooting eleven eleven percent, that ain't good. That is not good. You know, and and it was it was that kind of a night too. Andre Iguodala gets beat to the basket on a on a clutch play, which you never see happen. Yeah, he had four turnovers tonight. And that's another one. You know, you never see Andre turn the ball over four times. Kevon Looney had five turnovers tonight. He's yep. a low turnover guy. Yep. So it's, it was just one of those nights. It wasn't just one guy. It was all across the board. Steph was probably the the one guy that consistently was really good most of the night. And and nobody else came along for the ride tonight. No, so. they didn't. I mean, look, it was a, it was it was – it wasn't a great effort by the Warriors, but don't want to take anything away from the Pacers who played their butts off and just got after it and never backed down and kept coming back. Go down five, tie it up. Go down eight, tie it up. Go down nine, tie it up. They just kept coming back time and time and time again. Now, the Warriors really have to refocus because these games are tough. So you lose to Indiana, right? And let's say tomorrow you were playing Phoenix or you're playing Memphis or you're playing Brooklyn. Uh You'd be, you would be focused and ready to go because you know you're coming off a tough loss and you're playing a tough opponent. It's even tougher when you play a a game like this and you lose to think, well, at least we have Houston tomorrow. We'll take care of them. Well, Houston just beat Utah and Utah. Yeah. So and they had the night off and they're feeling good and you know Steph played 44 minutes. Tonight. Yeah. So don't think you're just going to roll in here and beat a team that is easily beatable and the Warriors are the Warriors better of course they are should they win of course they should but what's the mindset going to be tomorrow that we're going to come back in here oh we got Houston coming in what is good get in there and get after it and roll these guys or you're going to buckle down and try to take care of all the things like I think they kind of fell into the trap that maybe I did a little bit hey this is a fun game it's close so going back and forth Pacers are hanging in there but they take care of them they get rid of them well Guess what? Tolbert Blaine's loss on himself. Okay. <laughs> oh, not a chance. I would never do that. <laughs> Guess what? We can think that. We're not playing. If you're playing, that's a problem if you think that. They, oh, we, we'll get it. We'll, we'll get a good eight-minute burst here, six-minute burst, and we'll take care of these guys. Well, that never came. That never came. A good two-minute burst came, and then that was followed by a good pacer two-minute burst that brought them right back into the, the basketball game. So 
And and for those that haven't watched Houston in a while, they go, they run, and they shoot. And they could get blown out of the building if they're not making shots. But they're young. You said it earlier. They got athletic legs. And they got a bunch of dudes that want to come in there hungry to play. So it's not like they're going to come in here and just lay an egg. They're going to be excited to play because that would be huge for them if you get two back-to-back wins against the Jazz and the Warriors. So tomorrow's going to be that will be a tougher game. And then for some reason, I know I mentioned this to you earlier, those home back-to-backs are tough. I don't know what it is about home back-to-backs. I think uh, the Mavericks had a home back-to-back tonight. Lost mm-hmm. to the Suns. It's right. just those home back-to-backs, for whatever reason, the the second game of the back-to-back at home uh, is a tough game. So I would suspect tomorrow tomorrow's game is not going to be one that's uh, just a Warriors runaway. By the way, Steve Curry, you can hear his press conference on our flagship station, 95.7 The Game, here in San Francisco, and you can hear that press conference upcoming. Uh, apparently one of the first statements he uh, made was, I blame myself, I did not do a good job uh, preparing the group. And, and again, that's... Steve being a great, you know, players coach there, you know, deflecting yep. away from their play to put it on himself. But yeah, I mean, look, that's uh, I. These guys are pros, and they know how to get themselves ready for a game. And you know, you're going to get yourself ready. You're not going to get yourself ready. And I know good coaches take the blame like that, but it. it I don't know what you're going to do with. Pool, Clay, and Wiggins shooting like that. I mean, not like they wanted to shoot like that. That wasn't lack of effort. They just shot like that. But again, you get yourself into a situation against a team who's a massive underdog in the third quarter and they're in it. It's tough. It's tough because as a favorite, you start thinking, what are we doing? How do we get in this situation? But, and as an underdog, you're like, hey, yeah. give us, give it a shot. See I mean, what happens. And it just seemed like mentally – the, that maybe it was a dog day type of game for Golden State because you know, even go back to the end of the third quarter, uh, desperation runner by Lamb yeah. and there's a foul. That's right. You know the, the That's things right. you you can't do. You know and all you know they made about five or six of those types of plays tonight. And if that you know when that happens, you're going to lose games. So it's it's too bad. But again, it's one of eighty two. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they still have the second-best record in the league. We're talking about, you know, issues that other teams would love to have. So Yeah, I, I mean, look, I don't know that it's a huge deal, but if the number one seed's important to you, then you're starting to lose touch a little bit with the Suns. Right. What is it, three-and-a-half games now? Yeah. Yeah, three-and-a-half games. And games games in the NBA are hard to make up. Like, three-and-a-half games take a couple weeks to to make that up. Now, is it a huge deal? Maybe not. I don't. I don't know how it's going to all shake itself out. I still think Utah is a threat. A lot of people disagree with me because of what Utah's done in the playoffs. But I've played. I've played in Utah. I know how tough it is to play in Utah, and I know that's a that's a pretty good basketball team. But you got like four teams right now: Memphis, Utah, Warriors, Phoenix, and there may become another one that sneaks in there. They did. They kind of jumps up at the end of the season or, or from now into the end of the season. You say, you know what, maybe they, they, they might be worth a look. They're going to be a tough out as well. So I'm not even sure the seeding really matters all that much because of what Memphis has done lately. Uh, you just, look, I try to explain it to people. Basketball players don't look at big picture. They don't look at seeding and where we're at no. and where we're going to end up. They look at the next game. 
That's it. We're just going to go compete the next game, and then we'll compete the next game, and then we'll compete the next game. So it's not a huge issue uh, for them. But they will be upset with themselves tonight because they'll feel like they kicked one, that they had one, uh, an opponent that was down, that was depleted, and that they didn't take advantage of. And the third quarter was the one that still sticks out to me where they got really sloppy with the ball, and they had some bad turnovers in that. And then they left some guys wide open from three, too. Uh, you're gonna look at you're gonna look at Justin Holiday hitting the three at the end. Yeah. Like how in the world do you let their best three point spot up shooter shoot a spot up three? Now it wasn't necessarily a, a prototypical spot up three, but he didn't have to dribble. He right. caught it and shot it, and that's what that's what he does. That's like the last guy on the court you want to take that shot spot or the, the, the catch and shoot three, and that was the guy. And they made a defensive mistake. Made a breakdown. There's a breakdown. Jackson has the ball. Who has taken all of zero three-pointers this year? And if he wanted to shoot it, he let him go ahead and shoot it. But not Holiday. Holiday gets it. He cans it. You go into overtime, and the Pacers beat you. So, <laughs> hell of a two-game. Hell of a two days for the Pacers, though. Lakers and Warriors. You knocked those two guys off back-to-back. That was big time for them. Big time, and, and uh, give Rick Carlisle a lot of credit. He kept his team focused, didn't let them rattle. And, you know, you know, every now and then, you know, people like us make fun of the coaches who, you know, the, the Greg Popovich 2 nothing run timeout. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Rick Carlisle called some timeouts right when the Warriors were getting rolling, and he get, took the crowd out of it, took the momentum away, and, and kept his team close. So Calling timeouts is an art. You can just feel it. You can feel when the right time to call a timeout. Timeout is you can feel the crowd kind of rising and a crescendoing, and like I'm going to cut it off right now. I'm not going to let it just blow the blow the lid off this place. Of course, Pop is also known for the two minutes into two seconds into the game timeout. Yeah, <laughs> you mess up what we worked on in practice the first possession. I'm going to call a timeout. Steve's had a couple of those. Yes, too. he has. He's had I think he said his quickest one was 12 seconds in in San Antonio. Yeah, 12 seconds. They messed into up the game. a coverage to start the game. He <laughs> must have done it just because Pop was there too. He wanted to do it in front of Pop. <laughs> he, he could almost read his lips. He said, "We just went over this." <laughs> you know, it's like that's that. got to be the best for the coaches. Oh. You just go over something and they mess it up. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I think I think tomorrow night's going to be a lot of fun too. I think it's going to be interesting. I think they'll be ready to play and. Um, you know, to, to fight off fatigue, and and they better be ready to run because, like, like you said, that team likes to get up and down. So. My prediction tomorrow is both teams have over 115. And we're going to get a lot of points tomorrow. A lot my, of points. You know my prediction is going to be for tomorrow? Pain. My- <laughs> no. Pain. Uh, no, my prediction is both teams will play hard. Oh, you're going Rashid. See, I went Clever yeah. Lang. You yeah. went, uh, uh, you went, you went Rashid on me. Yeah. Although my favorite quote from uh, uh, Rocky Two, uh, Rocky Three, excuse me, uh, was when Balboa wanted to challenge Clever, and he goes, "Do you accept the challenge?" And he goes, "No, I reject the challenge because Balboa ain't no challenge, but I'll be happy to beat up on him some more." <laughs> <laughs> Love Mr. T. <laughs> Mr. T was incredible. Oh, man. He was incredible. God, those were good Rockies, weren't they? And then they just went downhill. 
It went down him really quickly after three. Yeah, they kind of jumped the shark after three. You know, yeah, uh, RC said Tommy. Tommy Gunn was just what are we doing? <laughs> Tommy Gunn. <laughs> Now, actually, he wants to keep sending stuff into the league for awards. Uh, th- this will not be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we had anything that was award-worthy, to be honest I with you. I don't it. know. No. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Well, have a good night. Yeah, you too. I will see you tomorrow for the Rockettes. Yep, yep, yep. And then uh, Sunday for the, I have no idea, Jazz? Uh, yes, Jazz. Jazz yeah. Okay, yep, I, Jazz. I don't know. I'm like a player still. You're, I just one game ahead. Like player, I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea what the you know? schedule is. It's like what? Yeah, what? What play is called? I don't know. I only got. I got this guy here. <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple. Talk to you tomorrow, Tom. All right. See you, Tom.